0: Uh, obviously, you see, Happy Mother's Day. Hopefully, it's been a Happy Mother's Day for a number of moms already, I'm sure, got certain breakfast in bed, right? And they woke up and all the dishes were done. And uh, I, I probably should just be quiet, right? Hey, there's some of you just want to stop, stop right there. Uh, but... I I have the car packed. I have the place dead. You guys showed up, and there was a place with heat and all that, right? (laughs) Number of things. Yes. Uh, And and, uh, if we're going to ban her back and forth, she's not my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So, just saying. So, uh, as we think about it, uh, the picture up here is just to remind me, ladies, here's your flowers if you didn't get, no, Uh, that's to remind me, as you leave here, all ladies, whether you're a mom or not, that's not what's... The important, as you leave, as ladies, as you leave here today, there will be some people out there with a flower, a carnation, so that each of you get a carnation. Make sure you pick one of those up. You don't have them now because they'd be wilted by the end of the service. So just want to encourage you uh, to go ahead, and, and they'll be handing them out afterwards. Now, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. In case some of you didn't get there yet, let's—it's short. First, let's read that one more time. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Let's pray. Father, as we come before your word, we open ourselves up to hear from you. Lord, obviously, it's a Mother's Day message, and yet it is your word which applies to each and every one of us here who believe in you, and even for those who do not the opportunity today to begin that. And so we ask that you would speak to us. Lord, we as well pray, at this time I just mentioned about the elections taking place on Tuesday. and We want to give you proper recognition that you are seated upon the throne. That you make kings rise and fall. And yet you choose in this country to be able to use us, even your people, as a part of this society. So Lord, I pray that you'd help us, that you'd lead us in this But beyond Tuesday, that you would lead us, as you say, in Timothy as well. That prayers and petitions should be lifted up for all leaders. Lord, help us. And help us to trust that you are still on the throne. that your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Even now, speak. Speak to us, Jesus. Through your Holy Spirit, fall. Help us to hear. Help me to speak. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you are here with your mother today, I want you to turn to her. All right, if you're here with your mother today, turn to her, look at her. You're going to repeat after me in just a moment. If you're not here with your mother, uh, and maybe your mother is here, I, I just want you to repeat after me nonetheless. It's going to be up on the screen. I want you to look at your mom and say this. My mom is a model. All right, I'm going to give you another chance. All right, one, two, three. Yes, my mom is a model. Now, if if you haven't already, there are these little squares that uh, are around. Hopefully they got passed out. If not, we have those little squares. They're actually stickers. Some of them are hard to get off for those of us who are challenged. Uh, But the stickers to wear, Mom, you are a model today. Uh, I know sometimes you're like, Mom, you are a model you are and let's face it every parent every grandparent is a model today and for all that matters let's just cut to the chase every believer in Christ Jesus is to be a model it doesn't matter What you may say, or what what happened, you may have had a horrible, say, I had a horrible mother, a rough childhood. But the fact is, good or bad, she was still a model that influences some even today, despite what you want. So the question is not, are you a model? The question is, what are you modeling? That's really the question. What are you modeling? This is especially true as we look at surveys show us again and again that the most significant religious influence for both girls and boys by far is their mom. Moms are almost four times more influential than anything the church can do. Plain and simple. Well, all that we could do, programs each and every day. I mean, we don't have it, but everything that we would have, it's not going to change. Mom's studies again and again show are four times more influential than anything a church could do. So, yes, mom, you are a model. We have two examples here in that verse that we're looking at this morning as it deals with Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 and it started with his grandma grandma who modeled it for mom who modeled it for timothy and and you note the word here in in verse 5 i have been reminded of your sincere faith that sincere faith that unfeigned not phony not fake not put on without hypocrisy the these ladies modeled a real faith if you will A real faith that was easy to see, easy to imitate, and easy to want to be like mom. And this is so important in our day and age right now, because depending on which study you look at, anywhere from uh, 60 to uh, 90% of church children are disengaging from the faith as they become young adults. I, I Repeat that. I don't know if you've heard that before. You'll hear it again. Anywhere from 60 to 90% of, quote, church children are disengaging from the faith, not from church merely, but from the faith as they become young adults. Something's not right. This is not in years past when somebody just went and they were going to sow their wild oats and then they're going to come back. They're not. The number one reason that is given, or at least one of the number one reasons, so to speak, if we can say it that way, is that Christianity seems hypocritical. Specifically, though, that there is a sense that they are not seeing it lived out as a real faith. At best, it's just a religious activity that the family does. A, A religious activity that years ago used to be three plus times a week. Now, lucky to see it three times a month. it's still just a religious activity faith is not seen as a real priority that is lived out in a way that makes a difference every day where real faith is you are a model but are you a model of real faith each and every one of us what does that look like to say that we're a model we're going to look at two different ways this morning that we can model a real faith and while it is mother's day and as i said earlier primarily we're going to apply this to moms. The reality is it applies to all parents, so all grandparents and really to all believers. So that each of us should be able to not just tune this out, but to grab a hold and recognize that we are each to be a model of real faith. So young and old alike. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, there's that. Let's go ahead and look that we need a real faith that models true beauty. We need a real faith that models true beauty. I know there may have been some ladies when we said, you're a model, like, oh, I, I, I you, I am not, I'm, I'm no model, you know? And yet, what we need to recognize is some of the most beautiful women in the world are not those walking a runway or are starring on some big screen, but God's beauty contest. God's beauty contest winners are godly mothers. In fact, you You should tell her that. Tell your mom that. Do you really see the beauty in her? What does that godly mom look like? We often describe her from Proverbs 31 as what she is doing. It's often about a lot of different things that mom does, but really it goes deeper than what she does. In fact, in Proverbs 31, towards the very end, in verse 30, it says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You see, there's something deeper than a passing beauty on the outside. It's a beauty of Jesus that shines brighter and, and, and longer from the inside. As much time and effort as some take to make themselves look beautiful on the outside, shouldn't we be putting that much, if not more, effort and time into a true beauty of real faith that is beyond skin deep to the very heart that God looks at? How much, are we intentionally focusing on making ourselves a beautiful model of real faith? Now, men, we're not any better. There shouldn't be any men thinking, "Amen." You know, you know what? I had to wait for it before I got here this morning, right? There shouldn't be anybody thinking about that. Men, you get all this like, "I don't have to do anything. to Get ready and look at me." Right? I didn't know. That. I mean I just up you know, kinda of like brag about not having to do much. So I I don't look at the mirror. And while that may be true for a lot of men, it's also true that a lot of men also don't look at the mirror of God's word. Either, and see what they or should be looking like. What do they look like and what does God want? There's a sense uh, at First Peter chapter 3 he tells us in verse 3, Your beauty should not come from outward adornments such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, an unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is of great worth in God's sight. Beauty comes from the inside, including a gentle and quiet spirit that happens because you put your hope in God. A beauty that comes from God, the Holy Spirit within you. A Holy Spirit that when He comes within us brings the fruit of the Spirit. How much more beautiful can you be if you see love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that Galatians chapter 5 talks about. Somebody that that just shines out of. All those things are shining out of. Somebody that that is really being seen in that the Holy Spirit puts within us, that scene, is that person is beautiful. I remember when I first met Roberta at an alliance church. And as I got to know her, it didn't take long. Just There was a beauty about her that was different than a lot of the other girls that I'd known. It was just, it's not like I didn't know other Christians. But there was something different. A beauty of Jesus shining from the inside out. That's what it means to be a real model of faith. That's what he's calling us to. To be a real faith model means that we don't just put religious makeup on on the outside to look good when you're around other church people. It should be a true inner beauty that just comes out 24 7 shouldn't be Snow White at church and the Wicked Witch of the West at home. All right? And I heard some men laughing. Man, you can fill in your own blanks. You shouldn't be Prince Charming at church and Thanos at home, you know? I don't know. A model of real faith means beauty and the beast should not be the same person. Are you with me? All right? It's what it's about. Don't misunderstand. Being a model does not mean that we are to be perfect. In fact, that's the beauty of it all. We are not perfect, and yet we are still beautiful. That's the beauty of it. Because if we were perfect, if we really were perfect, then we would not be a real model for anybody because that's not real life. Being a model is not perfect. What it is, is when we mess up, we are a model for what mess-ups are supposed to do. Admit our wrong and seek forgiveness. Not only from Jesus, but if applicable, from our children and from our family. Sometimes to reflect the true beauty of Jesus... There are certain things that we just need to stop wearing there are things that we need to take out of our wardrobe so to speak like the flip side of the fruit of the spirit i mentioned galatians 5 verse uh, earlier just in front of the fruit of the spirit is in verse 19 it says the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity debauchery idolatry witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions envy drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are the things that should be taken out of our wardrobe. All of that, if we're going to be that model of real faith, to be this beautiful model of real faith, there are those things that not only we put off, but we're to put on. And unfortunately, sometimes what people put on are just a bunch of religious rules of do's and don'ts, of whitewashing or painting the outside like a Pharisee instead of letting the real relationship of Jesus from the inside out reflect His beauty. Not that long ago... On a Sunday morning, we talked about the mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And one who looks in the mirror of God's word in James chapter 1 and sees sees where it is. What do I need to look differently? How am I doing? And not just walking away and doing nothing about it, but do something about it. To ask. Like Psalm 139 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Search me. Show if there's any unclean way. Show me what that is. And, and that we would not settle for, okay, I'm not going to be a bad model if we, In fact, let's not settle for saying, I want to be a good model. No, let's be a godly model. Not just not bad, not good, but godly. To be a, a godly model with a real faith. And, and this is not some new idea of what we're to do in this modeling of our faith before our family. It's something that's talked about long ago, including as we think of in Deuteronomy chapter Six and one through seven. And we read this. These are the commands, decrees, and laws that the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, so that you may enjoy long life. Hear Israel and be careful to obey, so that it may go well with you that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And he's saying, here's what it's to be. Here's these commandments. Here's where to live. Here's the way. Here's the what we should be. And then these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart's and impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk on the road, when you lie down, when you get up, to be that model that is constantly modeling what Christlikeness is, what it means to love the Lord your God with all that you've got, to constantly be doing that before others. George Barna has said, Historically, families taught the ways of God in their homes every day. Parents were expected to model a spirit of, spirit-led of spirit lifestyle for their children and families were to make their home a sanctuary for God. In a very real sense, the home was the early church supplemented by large gatherings in the temple and elsewhere, but never replaced by what took place in the homes of believers. Children who grew up with faith are children who grew up in a faith that was a real faith that they could see, They could hear, they could touch. Three Sundays from now, on June 3rd, we're going to begin Kingdom Builders here at OCCA uh, at 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings. We'll have both enlisted training groups and equipping groups, not only for all ages, but for all stages of spiritual development. And we're going to be doing it in a, a number of different places. Oh good, that looks better there than it does there. Uh, enlisted as you think about some of the different groups for kids you've got the ages four through second grade grades uh, three through fifth grade as well as youth six through twelfth grade now a couple things with this first of all that's the grade that you just it, since we're starting in June it's the grade you just completed uh, second of all many of you uh, a couple months ago uh, signed and Filled out those green sheets and said you're willing to help, and you say, oh, Well, I haven't heard anything. Well, part of the reason you may not have heard anything is because so many of you responded. I mean, it's just, it was great. It was amazing. So many responded being willing to help, to train, to teach in these areas that um, you may not have got called right off the bat for this first round here. But understand, as we're dealing with teens and the youth, we need two people in each of those groups each Sunday. And so, uh, just hang on somebody eventually as we go down the road uh, we'll get back with you about those kinds of things. Um, but it's exciting that we have that opportunity. One of the other things you see up there is that uh, equipping youth and adults and that is uh, uh, what we would say is perhaps a, a more advanced, a more practical kind of group uh, there for both youth and adults to get together and it will change every quarter, every quarter, there will be something different that we'll be dealing with as far as trying to equip us to be kingdom builders and what we need to do. This particular quarter that's coming up, we'll be dealing with uh, being a disciple maker. How do, we, how do we become a disciple maker, especially in more of the formal ways of training, teaching, leading groups, and those kind of things, being able to pass that faith on in that way? It's just an opportunity for us to kind of train those who are going to be training in the group. Um, that's something that we have the opportunity Uh, to be a part of it so as we're talking about this talking about kingdom builders coming up this is one of the things i i noticed i said next week adults you hear about what's going on for you but as we're talking about this how does this kingdom builders fit in with deuteronomy 6 that we just read how does kingdom builders fit in with this being a real faith model and what we're supposed to do here's what we need to understand by having kingdom builders or anything else we do here It is not about replacing parents as the primary pastors and teachers of their children. We are not going to do, what we're doing is not some older traditional church model that in some ways has failed the family. Where you just merely bring your kids to church and let the experts do it for you. That doesn't work. For the most part. George Varna again, says in his book, Transforming Children into Spiritual Champions, the local church should be an intimate and valuable partner in the effort to raise the coming generation of Christ's followers and church leaders. But it is the parents whom God will hold primarily accountable for the spiritual maturation of their children. We here at OCCA, as your church family, want to partner with parents and grandparents to be kingdom builders at home not just here and there are a number of ways that we can do that Uh, even for those I know when we talk about this and you hear this it's like how do I do that and and I didn't have that model when I was growing up how can I be that model and we want to help we want to partner and come alongside with that and part of that will be really made clear as we work together with this kingdom builders Uh, I'll talk about it in a few moments here but we need to be a real faith that models a true beauty as well. We need to be a real faith that models a true love. Um, in 2 Timothy 1.5, as we read that, it talks about that real faith that lived. He says, this real faith, uh, I've been reminded of the sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, that dwelled in them. It, it was there. It was not something put on and off. It was who they were. It wasn't just something they did. It was not just some religion that they were doing. It wasn't about a religion. It was about a relationship with Jesus that was devoted, that had true love for Him. We need to recognize that what we're modeling to our family is not modeling what it means to be a mother. At least it shouldn't merely be modeling what it means to be a mother because then all we do is reproduce moms or parents. In fact, it shouldn't just be modeling what it means to be a good person or what it means to love others. All those kind of models will fall short if our children only follow that example. Ultimately, the goal is to model a love for Christ. And in far too many Christian families, the main priority that children see modeled is love for family. There's a lot of spending time together as families and showing love to one another. Sunday morning, these families, they don't sleep in. These families get up. They they may go to church service, but they may not. They may just be up and and be together with one another and, and doing something together as an activity as in a family. And so what the children do is they grow up and then they go forth and they have their own families and they're older and we've seen this, I've seen this in churches as children grow up and have their own families they are great parents who love their children with a great love but there's no faith there's no faith in god being lived out with our kids that we say grew up in church In fact, they rarely, if ever, go to a church service. They don't pray. They don't really know even where their Bible is or what that's about. In fact, they don't really want much of anything to do with God. Why does that happen? I don't know how many of you have known people like that. Maybe there's even some of you that's happened to you. And there can be a number of reasons why that happens. But one of the reasons, in fact, as they ask and and study this, one of the main reasons you think through this is that we've done a great job, but not at what we thought. You see... What happened was we did a great job of passing on the priority of family to our children. But we did not do a great job of passing on the priority of faith to our children. It was an activity that you chose to do maybe on a Sunday or not on a Sunday. It was just an activity. And we got to understand even as we're thinking about starting kingdom builders here you know part of the choice to start this in june which some would say well it's crazy well we're doing stuff and family's got this and that is to say listen we're going to counterculture to all this and not counterculture to the world counterculture to the churchianity that's out there that just says hey it's all about all this other stuff because for many families nothing else happens during the week it religious, spiritual, or anything except what they may happen on a Sunday. We have to be models of a real faith that gets passed on. A a model of a real faith that loves the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind. And not just teaching our kids to love family with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. And all our mind. There's something more. John Piper. States this. If there is one memory that our children should have of our families and of our church. It is this. They should remember God. God was first. God was central. There was a passion for the supremacy of God in all things. I'm not speaking against family here. All I'm trying to do is elevate speaking for God. In our goal, in our great love for our children, we can sometimes forget that this earthly family is not the eternal family. We may spend 50 to 90 years with our family here on earth, but the time will come when that will not be as important as we think because there will be, you know. I know this is going to come as a surprise. Hopefully, it's not going to come as a surprise to my family. But there is not going to be a whole wing of the heavenly mansion for the Connor family, where we can have barbecues together, you know, every day. It's not not what it's about. The concern is not going to be about who is whose husband or whose wife. We know Jesus told us that, right? The concern in heaven is not about whether you're a husband or you're your wife, whether you're a mother or whether you're a child. In all of those kind of relationships, in fact, it will not be our earthly family, but our eternal family that we will be with for billions and billions of years along with our one true love that is Jesus and therefore, what should be important, what we need to be doing, is to do all that we can as models of real faith to make sure that everyone in our earthly family makes it to our heavenly family. Amen? Everything that we can. We're losing sight, even within the church. We need to show, to teach our children, our grandchildren, what is ultimately important. And that by what we value and love. We need to love Jesus even more than our families. And he tells us that too. We need to love Jesus even more than our families, that they would not be idols stealing love for him, but more than that, that we would not send the wrong message to our families. You know, one of the ways that moms most often show love to their families is by doing. Think about it this by, by doing, by serving their families, and put us to shame, most of us. I, we should be getting an Amen there too, right? Amen. And then mo- most of us have moms put us to shame in all that they do. I, I'm reminded of two ladies in the Bible in Luke chapter uh, ten. Luke chapter ten. Martha and Mary. How many have heard of Mary and Martha, right? All right. You think of those two ladies. Martha. Martha, what a great lady. What a caring lady. And her caring was in doing and serving and everything that she did. And and that was something that that was great. It was never condemned in the sense of what she was doing. But I want you to imagine. Imagine if our children only see the model of a mom who is a Martha to her family and never see the model of a mom who is a Mary. Are you with me? A Mary who chooses the greater thing to sit at Jesus' feet beyond doing to being, being with Jesus, spending time with Jesus in a real, not just religious, check the list off kind of way. Are we missing being the model that they need? And hopefully you see this as application beyond moms. This is application to every Christian parent, grandparent, and beyond. You know, one of the side benefits that we've got to this upcoming Kingdom Builders, is that there are materials for children, youth, and adults available that you can take home, that you have. Actually, books. I've got some examples here of, of, of a kids book, and there's actually another one for uh, uh, the little kids. There's a uh, yeah, the little for little kids. I don't have the youth one here. There's adult. Now, you're going to say, you know, what, what am I showing there? What are those about? Um, think of it this way. You come on Sunday. You come to Kingdom Builders. You learn from God's Word. He's speaking to you about what you need to do and how we need to be living. And then you walk away from it, and you may remember it. You may not. You may have heard something that you really need to kind of follow up on like i need to do something about it. everybody's different but imagine if we could come together on sunday and you could get into god's word and then leave with god's word with something that will help you to continue to think about that that will continue to think what you just got on sunday morning including your kids to continue to think in a sense these are booklets or devotionals if you will that are available if you choose uh, they, they have to be something that you choose to, to get. But these are devotions that you could choose to get a hold of and then be able to help your child, your youth, uh, whether it's not just for them working through that devotional throughout the week that's following the lesson they just learned. Uh, and, and somebody said, well, I don't, I don't know how to help. I'm not sure... I just don't feel like I'm that spiritual mature, like I really know the Word, or I know the Bible that much. Guess what? There's an adult one. There's an adult one that's going to be covering the same material they're covering, except at an adult level. And at that, also within this adult one is things about how do I live this faith at home? Here's some hints, here's some ideas, here's some things to do to help live your faith at home with your family what you might do. And then therefore, you have it, they have it, and you're able to have a conversation so today you know what what's god what's god speaking to you about today what 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 are you what are you hearing what what's really you know and and as well you know what some kids say what uh, i'm fine or nothing you know those are two good words or three right i guess i'm fine nothing you say well i i know it it can't be nothing because I just did this too, and this is what it was about. And let's let's just kind of talk about it. And it doesn't have to be a big long Sunday school lesson that you're having with them right there, but just to casually com- have a conversation, which fits with remember the big long verses in Deuteronomy chapter six. Whenever you sit at home, whenever you walk along the way, whenever you do that stuff, that's what we're saying to doing. Is how do you do that? Well, here is a tool that's going to be tied in with our Kingdom Builders so that you can help to model that faith, help them to be able to be Mary themselves, to spend time at Jesus' feet. Not just on Sunday mornings, but throughout the week, to spending that time with God. And, and And it's not just something that we say, Oh, you've got to do your devotions. We make this into this religious thing that we just check off. Well, I did my devotion, but we're not any more devoted to God. The point is to be devoted to Him. To get ourselves into a, a, a relationship that loves Him, that will continue on to spend time with Him. And so, uh, not even asking... And, and I've stopped long ago talking about, you know, do you, did you read your Bible today? You know, did you do your devotions? Because that just kind of can feed the religion. Instead, the question is, did you spend time with God? If He's the one that we're supposed to love with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, all our mind, are you spending any time with Him? Did you spend time? And, and from the youngest to the oldest, we can help our family to be in this habit of being that Mary, of having a real faith and seeing it that way. You know, I, I think there are some parents that are so, consci- in a good way, hopefully, conscientious about making sure that their children do their schoolwork. You've you got homework that you need. You've got your studies. you got to do these studies. you got to get good grades. And, and we really focus in on that sometimes because we feel like that's what we have to do. We don't have a choice. we got people telling us we got to do that. Others say... I'm helping my kid prepare for life. They gotta get this schoolwork. I'm helping them prepare for life. But do we take the same kind of effort and same kind of I have to do this to prepare them for eternal life? I think sometimes we've just at best sometimes has got religion that I just need to teach them enough so they make a decision for Jesus and then they're good. They don't have to do anything more. Jesus Jesus doesn't want decisions. He wants disciples. That's what we are to be making. Families, first and foremost, are the ones that begin making disciples. And so that takes more than just getting them to some point to make a decision. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, if you look a little bit later in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through Christ Jesus. All right, so you see in that, in 2 Timothy 3, verses 14 and 15, you see that he had learned, Timothy learned the Scriptures. He learned it from his mom, he learned it from grandma, he learned it as they taught taught him from infancy the Holy Scriptures. Now, what's interesting is 2 Timothy, that was chapter 3, verses 14 to 15. Those who are familiar with the the word know in verses 16 and 17 are the famous verses about the word of God. The word of God is is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, correcting, rebuking. I mean, that famous that we use all the time to talk about God's word, it was actually written in context of mom teaching and bringing young Timothy up in this. I realize that we do not always have the cooperation of everyone in the family, neither did Timothy's mom. Maybe We may not realize it, but Timothy's dad was a, a, a Gentile, a Greek, not a believer, and nonetheless his mom was a model that made a difference. Timothy got it because mom and grandma got it. In verse 14 of this, they says they were real life models of the Word of God. Again, we see we have discovered that in a typical week, fewer than 10% of families who are regular attend church with their kids, read the Bible together, pray together, other than mealtimes, or participate in any active service, even fewer than that, have any kind of worship experience together. As I've talked about the the kingdom builders that we're about to start and how it's not just about trying to say, hey, today, let's, let's get our minds focused on we're getting ready to start this, but to understand how we want to help model the faith. I mentioned a couple of things, but a couple other things that happen is there's take home papers each and every day that will come take home papers that are not just like, OK, here's what your kid did, but here's some things you can do. Here's some things we talked about. And more than that, there is an email it's called Splink that you can sign up for. And it can be sent uh, to you so that y- it gives you an idea. What do I do with my kids? What do I do with my family? How do we do this? Some of this is geared more towards some of the things or more towards younger uh, kids. But nonetheless, it kind of gives you a model or something. Here's what talk about. It. Here's something you could do, an activity that would be something to model a real faith with them about. As we're looking at 2 Timothy 3.15, that whole word of God it leaves salvation, uh, our children need to know, not just know what the stories of the Bible are, but they need to know what they mean for their lives. And again, church traditionally, I believe, has failed in these ways. We have taught our kids all the Bible stories and they don't have a clue what they mean for their life. We've missed the boat in some of these things. And really making it clear, which is going from not just information to transformation. And so at our Kingdom Builders, one of the things we want to do, and one of the things I want to encourage us in our homes to do is to have something similar to what we were just saying. It's not ours, but something that would be called a clear teaching method. It's where you, you connect. You know, the sea, meaning you connect with them. You connect to what's going on with them and their story and their life. And here's the Bible. And you learn and you look at it and you really learn about it. And then you explore, you dig in. And here is where traditional church and when we think of traditional Sunday school, this is pretty much all that it did. Or even even traditional Bible studies. And what happened in so many places, not every place, but in many places what happens is we've got a lot of Christians who are fat with information in their heads but their heart is not full of transformation their heart is barely full of anything they've got all the knowledge they can talk it but they're not walking it do we know christians like that it's got to change we've got to be real in our faith Because that is what is going to help the younger generations to know this is where they can follow in. And it's not just for those with families. You say, I don't have a family. You know what? Even some of you young people, you have people that you go to school with, you have others that uh, need to have somebody model what is real for them in a faith. Even those at your workplace, that they can actually see this. Now, uh, as we think about this, what we're making sure to understand is that we're not trying to do something traditional. We're not trying to go by that old definition. And that's why we need to add, to make it clear, we need to add, apply, and respond. And so each of our Kingdom Builders classes, this is what's supposed to be there. And we need to be holding one another accountable in our classes. Understand, you're going to have a trainer there, but that doesn't mean that, it's just that he's the only one or she's the only one to speak or to, you know, be a part of this, that together we're working in this, that there needs to be a sense of, I just read that, how do I apply this? What do I need to do? How do I need to be different? What do I need to think different? What in a way do, you know, all those kind of things, and then respond, to actually do something about it, to respond to it, to be, make a choice, a decision to be different in whatever way that the mirror tells us, of God's Word tells us. We just need to challenge one another to uh, apply. Uh, and back to our moms, as we're thinking about this whole my mom's a model message. We need moms to have a real faith that models true love. A true love, not just of Jesus coming out, but we need to model a true love for Jesus. That's what it comes down to that's noticeable. Because while somebody might deny... And maybe there's a child and, and let's face it, God the perfect parent didn't have perfect children, right? They turned against him. And maybe that the child grows up and says, well, I, I I don't I don't believe that stuff is real. But what they've seen in your life is they cannot deny that you are real and that it is real in you. Maybe they say I I don't know that it's truth, but you're true to it. You've at least lived it in a way that's not just religious, but you've lived it in a way that loves Jesus. If your family were asked, for the rest of us, if your co-workers were asked, or your fellow friends, if they were asked, would they be able to say that you are known as someone who is in love with Jesus? Not, do they know that you go to church? Not, you're a Christian. Would the people who know you be able to say that you are in love with Jesus? Because the first and greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. A love that we model, a a love of Jesus that that has awakened us from death to life. Has changed us completely. And, and I know for some. I just don't know. I don't have. I, Let's face it. Sometimes we cannot pass on what we do not have. And sometimes we felt like we are doing good. But maybe all we've gotten is religion. And we've never really moved on to a real faith. That has a relationship with Jesus. That can say I do love him with all that I have. Maybe today would be the day even to start that. To step across that line and commit ourselves to Him. Because when we do that, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And see, when you become a new person, when you become a new creation, then it's not hard to think about being a model. Because it's not you. It's Him. You're new. You're different. You've been changed. Let his love transform you.